Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pangea Talks, thought leadership conversations with some of the world's leading experts in family wealth matters. Our CEO series is dedicated to interviews with CEOs of select companies that are making positive global impact in ESG and innovation while transforming our future. Joining us today is the CEO of Bankwise, Julie Fellows. Julie, welcome to Pangea Talks. Thank you, Declan. It's great to be here. Well, lovely to have you. Bankwise is seamlessly and reliably uh, bridging the gap between traditional banking and the rapidly evolving world of cryptocurrency and digital wealth. Uh, for the listeners on this uh, Pangea Talks episode, Bankwise provides, and bank, that's Bankwise, I'll spell it because it's spelled in a very unique way, B-A-N-K-W-Y-S-E. Bankwise provides banking, digital asset management, and white glove customer care all in one place. Um, now, Julie, your customers are free to invest, transact, and manage both digital and fiat assets in a secure, fully integrated environment. And what's unique about Bankwise and why we're having this conversation is that Pangea, we are always keeping an eye on developments that will affect the future of our families. and. Uh, it's just uh, the nature of our thinking because we're thinking generationally. Uh, one of the key things about Bankwise that really drew our attention is not only the leadership team, which is highly qualified, but also your charter. You actually have a charter for Bankwise that's granted by the state of Wyoming, which some have called the most crypto forward state in the United States of America. And I'm very excited to have you on the Pangea Talks conversation today as our listeners get to know you before i invite you to share some of the fantastic things about you julie i'll share a bit more uh, so our audience here who's getting to know you for the first time at pangea talks gets a bit of of really the depth and breadth of your experience you have over 30 years of business experience as a qualified financial expert under sec requirements an independent director a senior executive and regulator you were once a national bank examiner with the Office of the Controller of Currency, the OCC, of the United States Department of the Treasury in Denver, Colorado. You were also at one point the Senior Vice President, Portfolio Manager and Chief Compliance Officer with Key National Finance, a publicly listed company with a market cap of just under 17 billion as I checked this afternoon. And you are currently an advisory board member with Global Digital Asset and Cryptocurrency Association that's based in Chicago, Illinois. I haven't even begun, Julie, to talk about your 15 years of board experience, including the independent director and advisory board member that you are for private companies, industry boards, and nonprofits. My gosh, among the the other ways I've, I'm aware that you're contributing uh, to your community, you're also a member of the Wise Women's Council, a unique leadership incubator for women in business. And that's incredible. I'm always inspired by leaders who recognize the importance of giving back to their community. Julie, amongst your incredible accomplishments and community contributions, you have also carved out time to complete Harvard University's Cybersecurity Managing Risk in the Information Age program. And I had to take a breath now because there's so much more that I could share with our audience about how incredible you are with this fascinating, just intriguing and impressive uh, CV. Um, Julie, as we get to know you at Pangea Talks, I'd like to learn more about Julie Fellows, the person. And so I'd like to open with this question. 
who is Julie Fellows beyond the CV? Well, thank you for that. Thank you for your introduction, by the way. I would describe myself as being purposeful and a conscious leader. I'm really passionate about making a positive impact. And, you know, as you talked about my experience, as I've gained experience in life, I've become more select in where I invest my time and my energy. And I'm, I'm really intentional um, about the decisions to serve in board and executive le leadership roles where I feel like I can make the most positive impact. So my years of work in the financial services industry really helped me to understand that access to capital and financial services are critical. They're, they're really basic needs in today's world. And the system that's in place today is in, inefficient and it doesn't provide the full potential benefits to many of the people who really need those services. So there's unbanked and underbanked clients worldwide, potential clients. Um, I'm really excited to be creating a company that is a great place to work, to learn, to grow, and where team members know that their work is creating a positive impact. So the impactfulness and, and bringing that to fruition is just very exciting to me. Um, our customers benefit. Digital finance will enhance financial inclusion and expand access to wealth creation. There's just a huge opportunity for disintermediation of the current cost structures. And this will expand opportunities for a broader number of beneficiaries. Love that you've taken us uh, on a journey into some of the reasons um, you're dedicating your time, your precious time to building out uh, uh, a digital finance uh, platform that will have, uh, in my interpretation, global impact uh, as it continues to scale and grow. You use a word, and I want to spend a couple more moments getting to know you uh, uh, as a person and just to have our audience get to know you as a person, because um, as we align capital at Pangeo, we, as part of our due diligence process, we do dedicate a significant amount of time getting to know the management, because as much as we have a fabulous concept or, or the idea is really going to be a disruptor, unless you have a values alignment with leadership, the results generally don't line up. And so that's a key bit of time for us on our due diligence process. So you used a word, Julie, intentional. Julie Fellows is intentional about what she does. Of all the fabulous opportunities available to you based on your life experience, your education, and doors that have been opened to you because of the hard work you've done over the years, why did you choose this particular area in digital finance to focus your time on versus, let's say, a blockchain, a core blockchain or core tokenization or other parts of the financial ecosystem? What drew you here? What was the intention that drew you here to start creating Bankwise? That's a great question. I, I really think it's because I saw alignment with my skills and expertise in being able to immediately provide value to uh, this entity. So my experience as a regulator, my understanding of financial services, understanding banking and, and regulations and um, really how those all need to work together in 
being in place, that infrastructure to be able to provide the services, I, I felt that I would be able to immediately add value and impact. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about my intentionality and, and um, I, I feel that to be effective and efficient, I want to make impact. And, and I saw that opportunity with this opportunity and the fact that this is revolutionizing finance. It, we are really changing the industry, not just us, but it is undergoing a significant change. And, and I want to be part of that. It's exciting, absolutely. You know, you use a term there that I I was uh, enlivened to hear, uh, revolutionizing finance. I'm a 25-year veteran of the Canadian wealth management sector in the ultra-high net worth and high net worth space. And when you talk about this revolutionary change, Julie, in the context of Bankwise, what would you say, Julie, are the top three things that our listeners need to know about Bankwise? The number one is is the revolution that's happening in financial services. We're really in the midst of the largest change in financial infrastructure in decades, if not a hundred years. Um, Bankwise is enabling this change to happen by providing the infrastructure that will bridge the old world of fiat and the new world of the digital economy. The velocity and growth is is just huge, and a total addressable market is that was projected in 2020 has already been reached. Um, you know, several years early that earlier than was was initially thought. So the the velocity and growth is is amazing. The second thing that I would say is, Bankwise is the first of its kind. And initially, we'll store, transfer, safeguard digital assets and provide traditional commercial banking services in one seamless integrated solution. That's really our MVP. And this is an immediate need that we will, um, that, that is out there now. So we'll be meeting that immediate need and by bridging the current and the new world economy. So this, is, this gets really exciting for me to enable this expansion across multiple industries. And lastly, I'd, I'd say that um, this unmet need is, is just growing. Um, there is a significant pent-up demand for institutional grade digital asset custody. Fiduciaries need qualified custody and there really is not a provider out there that can provide this integrated solution the way that we can. So it's an interesting way, the way that you can, uh, if I were to interpret that statement from my chair, the way I'm listening to it is you're looking to improve uh, the way finance is flowing uh, for folks around the world and digital finance is one of those key drivers and mechanisms to make that happen. I want to reference a Bloomberg article that I uh, came across actually today, uh, July 22nd. Uh, they, the headline of that article said, decentralized finance versus traditional finance. Key differences is what they talked about. And they asked the question in the headline, is, is DeFi entirely new or taking the best from traditional finance and improving on it? You know, you and I, uh, in um, a previous conversation, we briefly touched on how digital finance is changing the world. It'll even, digital finance will even change the way we communicate and talk to each other. 
you know, going back 50 years ago, 20 years ago, there was no term like DeFi, which is an, you know, D-I-F-I or D-E-F-I. And you and I had talked about whether it means digital finance or decentralized finance. And, and folks are going to start talking about this. I mean, my son is already talking and using this language that's relatively new. I think the, the digital finance term was coined back in 2018 or so based on some of the research we've done in preparation for this conversation. But there are two terms that I want to just share some time um, learning uh, for the interest of the folks who may not know it as well as you. Uh, the two terms are, we just talked about them, digital finance and decentralized finance. So DeFi, D-E-F-I, stands for decentralized finance. I'd love to welcome you, uh, Julie, just to take a moment uh, to describe in your words, the way you see it as CEO of Bankwise, what you see decentralized finance to be. So decentralized finance, the, the concept really is that there is no one entity or individual, whether that's a, a institution or an individual, um, that has control or makes the decision. So it is more of a, so there's not one control point. That That's sort of the decentralized finance. And I think that there's been a lot of discussion around some of the activities of the last, you know, couple of years and some of the things that have happened recently in the market as to whether or not those organizations were truly um, decentralized or they were acting more in a centralized way but positioning it as decentralized finance. And from what I'm understanding and I appreciate you uh, sharing what you shared, uh, DeFi is emerging from what I understand as uh, how some folks in the space are describing it as an exciting new financial technology taking on the centralized banking and finance sector. Unlike traditional finance where a company, bank or fund is responsible for your money, with DeFi or digital finance or decentralized finance in this case, only you know you the individual the investor is responsible and this is made possible of course because it uses a combination of existing blockchain related technologies like digital assets wallets and smart contracts to create a financial ecosystem prime to and this is a term that is used this is not me saying it uh, this is uh, prime to bypass banks brokers and exchanges basically anybody or anything that traditionally manages and processes financial services so that's an interesting term because some folks may interpret that term bypass uh, and this is from the, the Bloomberg article as um, uh, bypassing the banks as uh, curious is how I would say it uh, is that an appropriate interpretation of how the decentralized finance is going to work and the way bankwise is playing a role uh, to help support the individual investor, the individual um, uh, person out there? I would say that um, I, I would not, I would position Bankwise as part of digital finance, but not decentralized finance. Oh, so although, okay. although mm -hmm. we're in the space, mm -hmm. um, we have, one of the things that I think is concerning 
uh, to me about the current state of decentralized finance. And, and I do believe that there's opportunities. The, the problem is uh, for fiduciaries, for institutions that are responsible for theirs or, the, or other clients' money, they need to ensure that there is safety and soundness. They need to understand the infrastructure, the risk management. Uh, that's very difficult in the current DeFi space. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say, someone <laughs> might argue with me, I'd say it's really impossible, but you uh, <laughs> really would need to be able to dig into the code of those different providers. And where we come in and, and our unique position is we provide that safety and security so people who understand risk man, you know, risk Risk didn't go away. Um, it, it. We just need to understand how to identify the risk, mitigate it, and manage it. And and that is one of the things that we do in Bankwise. We have clear regulatory structure. We understand um, the smart contracts, the blockchains, the access that our users, our our customers will have access to. And um, so I think that right now we're that bridge between must have a traditional bank and access to safe and secure digital finance. I really appreciate the way you describe it because you're, you've articulated in my understanding of your articulation. You really clarified to me uh, where Bankwise plays a role to, to really help the end user, i.e. The, the folks looking to use the service, uh, and also making sure that there's some risk management, which is the traditional function in some ways of a financial institution. So I don't think most folks really understand that just yet, that in the digital space, digital finance space, there is still a regulatory environment that is required to protect the consumer or the users of the service. And I think that Bankwise uh, stepping in to fulfill that role plus other things that you do which we'll get into later in the conversation is crucial for the future of digital finance and you being a, a leader in this space really speaks to your forward your, your leadership team's forward-thinking approach to creating solutions i wanted to lead to the next segment of our conversation there's an, an article that i want to quote a headline from it says the future of of DeFi beyond crypto most folks when they think about um, a digital finance, they, they know block, they know um, uh, Bitcoin, they know Ethereum, they know cryptocurrency, but there's so much more, my goodness. Uh, in, in the near future, this article says that algorithms and decentralized computer programs will determine how value is created, exchanged, transferred, and turned into financial instruments and derivatives. The financial instru- uh, industry, which has traditionally taken this role, will transform as this technology, which is dubbed DeFi, uh, and replaces legacy financial infrastructure that leads to an age of integrated value exchange is what this article says. I make that um, reference as we springboard into our next question for you, Julie. How is the Bankwise team positioned for success over the coming 12 months in a future of DeFi beyond crypto? Yeah, I I think our team brings together a unique combination of experience and skills. 
we include uh, successful entrepreneurs in, in startup organizations, financial services, regulatory expertise, digital assets, just general value creation. And this blended expert management team, it, because um, we're able to bring this team together and um, bring the synergies of this team together, it, we are really um, positioned well to take advantage of this revolutionary opportunity. And, and we're getting a lot of interest from top talent around the world. Really the greatest minds are wanting to be part of this type of, a, not only a business, but, but something that is so dramatically changing and will, will provide the infrastructure for the future of finance. It has a greater purpose really. It's, it's more than, um, you know, I'm, I'm off to the bank. <laughs> that, that statement, and I pay close attention when I share time with our guest on Pangea Talks, it has a greater purpose. I feel like we could spend hours talking about that. And in the interest of time, I won't go there, but perhaps we can, you know, we can commit to at some point having you back to talk about that greater purpose, because I think the philosophy behind what you're doing is crucial. Uh, folks to really understand uh, why Bankwise is setting upon a path to change the world uh, with the way that it's uh, doing right now. One of the key things when we set up to change the world with any of the world changers that I've spent time with is, unfortunately, not everyone shares the same vision. Not everyone's on board at the same time. And sometimes there are hiccups and challenges and roadblocks, which as leaders, we all have to find creative ways to uh, nurture and um, maybe not only overcome, but uh, pass through and sustain ourselves and our teams through. The digital finance sector is no different. And specifically in the context of a couple statements you've made, you made a statement that your team has regulatory experience, which I know you do personally and professionally. And in addition to that, um, Bankwise, you made a statement earlier in our conversation that Bankwise is the first of its kind. And I presume that you are referring to the state charter. Um, I do have a question that's going to, to lead us in a different direction, but perhaps you can, at this checkpoint, share with those listening who may not be familiar with that uniqueness of Bankwise being a chartered institution. Let's learn about that from you. Okay. The, as you mentioned early on, uh, Wyoming is very progressive in this space, in uh, the digital asset space. They chose a number of years ago to have this be part of the uh, new direction of the state's economy. And so they set to work to create infrastructure of, of laws to provide that structure. And as part of that, they created the Special Purpose Depository Institution or SPEEDY Charter. And what's unique about the SPEEDY is that it is, um, it, it really sets us apart because it has the regulatory oversight from the most sophisticated crypto or digital asset regulators that understand the space and support it. So there's collaborative supervision there. Um, it has the first, and, and this is Wyoming and the Speedy specifically, has the first of its kind digital custody regime, 
which really helps to ensure safety and security for customers. Speedies are banks, uh, unlike some of the other entities that are out there that may have a trust structure or some other type of structure, we are actually banks under Wyoming law and we meet requirements for qualified custody under SEC definition. So it meets a more significant uh, bar, if you will, uh, for those regulatory requirements. And um, Declan, you know, as, as a fiduciary, fiduciaries must use a qualified custodian and Bankwise provides this service in an integrated way with the banking services. That just doesn't exist in the US today. Um, another benefit is that we'll have ongoing examinations and by the Wyoming Division of Banking, they've created their examination manuals, their handbooks. It's all very clearly communicated uh, as to how they will oversee the safety and soundness of the speedy institutions. And again, that's really different from what's happening in the US at the federal level, where uh, the federal entities, the OCC, FDIC, Federal Reserve, are, are taking a slower approach to um, putting out and defining, clearly defining what their regulatory oversight will be. You know, Julie, well, uh, in listening to you to this, describe uh, the benefits of the Bankwise Charter and even the the uh, the regulatory framework in which you operate being collaborative, it gave me a strong sense of confidence is the word that I want to use because, you know, with the headlines uh, coming across people's uh, phones and their iPads and whatnot about cryptocurrency um, uh, issues and the issues I'll be specific here where they're they're you know cryptocurrency large cryptocurrencies amounts and the amounts of billions go missing for example and uh while those headlines still create uh, a lot of concern it appears that bankwise uh, is providing a solution in a regulated environment which will actually make it i'm going to use this word and i hope it's uh, you you see where i'm going with it uh it just makes it safer for people to be doing business with uh, organizations like Bankwise who have a charter, which is unique and it really sets you apart. You were saying it's the first of its kind uh, from a regulated entity uh, perspective. And we've, we've just talked about uh, custodian services. My gosh, there's so much here that uh, Bankwise does and we've only scratched the surface. I wanted to, um, to definitely talk about Wyoming because uh reading from the american banker magazine there's a, a an article that we we um read in preparation for this conversation it, it opens and this is earlier this year april 2022 so things may have changed and you can probably give us an update on what's changed the headline reads patience wears thin in wyoming mm. as crypto banks await fed approval the article says that Wyoming's special purpose depository institutions, so state chartered banks that can custody digital assets and provide banking services to crypto related businesses, have almost everything they need to go live. They have received state banking, banking charters, which we just talked about, built infrastructure, which you have done, hired people, and in, in March earlier this year, received their ABA routing numbers. But the one final piece they need 
mass the master accounts at the Federal Reserve that will give them access to its to its payment rails has eluded them for two and a half years. I wonder if you can give us an update perspective on that article uh, and how Bankwise really is um, preparing to navigate this challenge. Absolutely. Sure. I'll just say that the several of the entities that have received their speedy charters have made application with the Federal Reserve Bank for their master account. And I believe one of them actually uh, ap um, applied to be a, mem a Fed member bank. Uh, the Fed has, has actually not moved forward on those applications in the timeframe that is generally expected. Now, Bankwise is positioned to make our application with the Federal Reserve I believe that our infrastructure, our banking and regulatory experience will be taken into consideration. And so I have confidence that we will be able to move through the process, but I'm not um, putting all my eggs in that basket in that we are pursuing relationships with other banking organizations, which will enable us to open our doors and serve our clients even before we receive that master account with the Federal Reserve. I appreciate you giving us that perspective. I mean, most folks will not even begin to have a modicum of uh, insight as you have because you live and breathe the space and you have for decades. So I thank you for uh, responding in a way that's accessible, not only to me, but other folks on the, on the on the call who will be listening to it. Um, and as with all regulatory environments, uh, we recognize that uh, it um, it's a slow moving train. Uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, patience is the virtue here, I think. Uh, it's curious the juxtaposition as I think and reflect on that statement as I've made it. You know, digital finance disrupts it moves so quickly, but it has to do so in an environment that moves at a snail's pace uh, yeah. in the regulatory environment. So it's a, it's a fascinating juxtaposition as I, I hear myself say it out loud. Um, as we look to the next segment of our conversation, and thank you for being so gracious with your time, um, I wanted to, to quote another article in Forbes that we came across in preparation for our time. Uh, it says, the headline, it says in the article, is the future of finance decentralized? This is actually from June, uh, June 2022, an article here. And is the future of finance decentralized? The article states that if legacy financial institutions can begin offering DeFi services to the unbanked and the underbanked, a term that you used early in our conversation, providing consumers greater access to the blockchain ecosystem through their existing banking services, and this could help close the micro, small, and medium enterprises finance gap. It's fascinating that uh, in our conversation, we've actually we're here with what uh, what, what the, the thought leadership is out in the marketplace in ter terms of working with the existing banking services. The article then goes on to say, if the blockchain principles that affect DeFi relies on relies on becomes fused within the global financial architecture, what we might see are benefits like faster international transactions opportunities to make money work harder and simpler access to lending. This sounds to me like Bankwise 
is already doing it and the future at Bankwise is now. As we look out into the future, Julie, as CEO, I'd invite you to describe your ideal state for Bankwise three years from today. Okay, that's great. Yes, in three years, Bankwise will have successfully bridged the two financial worlds that we've been talking about, and that is the old fiat world on you know the the more um, traditional system and the digital space resulting in a more inclusive financial system that focuses on delivering value for customers and so a couple of those things that you mentioned uh, international transactions that are less expensive access for to capital for more people in a, a easier way to obtain that those are some of the things that we have plans for <laughs> and um, so we, we will in three years expect to utilize our significant revenue growth to provide recess resources for our next phase of growth and that will enable us to expand into services and channels which support additional um, channels or areas of focus to disintermediate those industry segments that are really ripe for change. I mean, we look at the credit card industry where there are significant merchant fees, uh, the remittance space, investment in uh, real estate. There are a lot of different segments where we can uh, really provide a lot of value, lower cost structure, faster, more efficient and transparent um, transactions. So the industry channels that we will pursue will be determined in part by some of our strategic partnerships and relationships that we're working on right now. Indeed, you mentioned a, a few of these services, uh, banking transactions that Bankwise uh, will be able to deliver and deliver in the way that uh, is unique in the marketplace. You also mentioned um, custodian services. I know there are a number of other uh, services that Bankwise will be able to provide. Would love for you to just share a bit more for listeners that are new to Bankwise and, and the types of services that are available under the Bankwise banner. Our Im immediate go-to-market is is the integration of commercial banking services. So what you would expect uh, for, for, from a commercial bank, uh, your savings and debit and um, money management services, those integrated with the digital asset custody solution that provides access to exchanges and is able to, in a qualified way, hold those digital assets for safekeeping and um, access to trading or um, fractionalization and distribution. And, and beyond cryptocurrency, that, that's really what a lot of people are thinking about right now in the digital space. But we believe that the crypto is, is only the first, the first use. Uh, there will be much more digitization of many types of assets. And the benefit of that is that they can be fractionalized. So what that does is it democratizes wealth creation. So people who 
um, have a smaller amount of money to invest into an entity, they can now have, you know, a couple hundred dollars and own a piece of this real estate investment trust or whatever it is. So it can be fractionalized and, and be more um, liquid as well. So people are able to move in and out, but that will enable more people to be involved in that process. It's exciting for me because as you speak, I hear applications for the BankWise platform in our own business at Pangeo. We've got a number of, of uh, private enterprises through families that uh, we help uh, to oversee because they've asked for our counsel and guidance on a number of uh, aspects of their um, their wealth spectrum. And, you know, you use the word real estate investment trust. We, you know, we're working with a, a, a private real estate investment trust in Toronto that's doing, doing some fabulous work. Uh, to preserve uh, communities and heritage buildings in Toronto while mm -hmm. also creating value for investors. And uh, that platform is an accredited platform. You can't get onto that platform unless you have a, a predetermined net worth by the Ontario Securities Commission and you're making a certain amount of income. And you use the term democratize. I mean, if we can talk to Bankwise about how we can make the solutions that we have available to uh, Canadians and others, uh, who want to participate, we would gladly do so. So at some point, I'm sure we'll revisit this conversation with your leadership team to talk about how we can apply uh, your solutions to our world. And that made me think, you know, uh, what is really the geographic limitation of the BankWise platform? Can we go global at this point? Or what is your, what's your thinking on that uh, based on your CEO roadmap? Initially, we will focus on the US, but we will be expanding globally uh, in the future. And, and that some of that depends on the um, specific jurisdictions where it would be easy and safe for us to expand. You know, we've, we've got the template out there looking at the different uh, combinations of regulatory regime and safety and soundness and markets. And so we will consider those things. And the other thing is it's it's all quite a bit in flux right now. Um, so a long, a long answer to your question, we will start domestically in the US, but certainly expand to provide services in in other jurisdictions and, and locations. You know, Canada would certainly be uh, an easy expansion um, and and uh, one of the early expansions. Indeed, we would uh, we'd find ways to work together, even with our with our network of people we know. Happy to connect you appropriately, and of course, uh, get some business on the platform as you scale. And scaling is an interesting word to use now because um, the Bankwise uh, platform. Um, I'm interpreting, but you give me the insight that's more accurate from your CEO chair. Uh, I'm interpreting that, um, you, you know, you, you have resources, you already built uh, some levels of the platform, but you're also uh, looking for strategic partners to grow. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. And with these strategic partners to grow, uh, what what can you share with me the the profile of just what what would that strategic partner look like to you, in in the way you're seeing it at least for phase one or two of uh, the next step of the project map? 
I would say our, our ideal strategic partners are entities who will benefit from our services either directly or through their clients. They understand the benefits that we provide and, and see how this could expand their opportunities um, and as well as ours. Yeah, indeed, and I appreciate you. I know I've uh, a lot of our clients are, are C-suite executives as well as business owner owners. Over seventy percent of our clients are business owners, and so I can appreciate uh, you responding in the way that you did uh, for the sake of uh, making sure that we're we're answering the question, but not too specific. So I'll go here with the question because I I really want to be able to get um, some value out, additional value out to the folks listening. In addition to what you've already shared earlier, you've you've been incredible on this um, on this call, in terms of what you've shared with us. In terms of um, here's what I'd like. One of the key components of Pangea. I'll ask you the question this way. We focus on three key things for our families, uh, and we're very clear, so it's not confusing. It's very clear. We, we focus on wealth creation, wealth preservation, and wealth direction. Just three things. We, we help you create wealth, keep it, and then of course distribute it uh, depending on the cycle of life that you're in and what your intentions are. So, you know, as a, as a, as a family office uh, uh, managing director, I, I think to myself, my goodness, Bankwise sounds like a very attractive uh, opportunity for for us to participate in how do we participate um i don't know how much you can articulate at least at least in this format this of a, of a call i wouldn't want you to compromise any confidentiality um on the bank wise side uh in the least but what can you tell us about um how let's say a family office or even institutions that we're connected to can participate or support bank wise's vision and growth that's an excellent question and really i think um pangea wealth management family offices are are an ideal strategic partner for us quite frankly because we can provide we know that many in the many family offices high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals are interested in digital assets and alternative assets and they're continuing to invest in that space and so um, certainly they would need our services from the integrated digital asset on and off ramp um, perspective. But I think um, as you talked about before, partnering with an entity that shares your long-term strategic values and, and you're aligned from um, an intentionality perspective, uh, I um, want to work with and partner with entities that are more than transactional, that are um, really relational and understand the long-term value in growing this together. Julie, I'm, I'm inspired by the time we've spent together and um, I want to continue talking by the interest of time. Uh, what I'll do is invite you, if you have the time in your very busy schedule, we would love to have you back maybe in the next quarter or two, just to give an update on what's been happening with Bankwise. I know that uh, you're having some, uh, and we won't reveal the information here, we'll keep it very private. We know we're ha you're having some conversations with some significant um, institutions who want to participate 
in the uh, success of Bankwise. So perhaps when it is publicly available information in the next two quarters, we can talk some more about it then. And in the interim, we'll keep in touch and uh, be very well informed by what's happening with you and the Bankwise leadership team and all the great, fun, interesting, unique disruption you're making in the digital finance space. I'd love to leave you with any final comments um, that you'd like to share thoughts uh, on this conversation for those that are listening. Over to you, Julie, for final comments. This is an amazing time in history. I, th I think people, you know, when you're in it, you don't recognize how significant a time that it is, but, but the old ways and old infrastructure is going away. And this is the new way and it will be uh, so exciting to build it. And um, I'm really happy to talk with you, Declan, and to share our vision with your clients. And I really look forward to keeping in touch and, and sharing our success. Julie, thanks ever so much for joining us on Pangea Talks CEO series. We certainly will have you back. Wishing you and your family a fabulous weekend and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye for now.